What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom show. This is episode number 20, and Uttal and I are talking about Solo, A Star Wars Story, the second spin-off film of the Star Wars series. A uh, very different film than any of the other Star Wars movies that have come before it, which is not a bad thing. Um, so yeah, it's not making a lot of money, so we enjoyed the hell out of it, so please check it out so it makes money and they make more movies that are like this and not the same cookie-cutter Star Wars stuff that we keep on getting. So uh, that's my pitch. That's my plea. And one more piece of housekeeping I wanted to bring up is that Atal and I are now doing these episodes on a bi-weekly basis. So we're going to be releasing these episodes on Friday afternoon, probably around 6 p.m.-ish, um, every other Friday. So now you can get episodes of the Welcome to Your Doom show on a nice, regular schedule. Big thank you to my friend Nigel for making that suggestion. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your Harbingers of Doom, Justin. And Uttal. And, uh, oh, cheers oh, with wait, your empty on. class. Hang on, no. I'm just, <laughs> checking the, I'm just checking the levels here. Oh, there we go. I'm taking the rest. Yeah, that's fine. It's your beer anyway. You brought it. Well, you're also driving, so. That's true, too. Yeah. set a good example. Exactly. For all kids. the kiddies at home listening don't, to our show. Don't drink and drive if you're a child and you're listening to this podcast. Otherwise, or, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Hey, man. Hey, man. So we saw Solo together. That's right. And we usually don't do that. So it kind of it's a little disadvantageous as we have done in the past. We didn't really know what our feelings were going in. So we kind of know what's up. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we kind of like couldn't uh, couldn't not talk about the movie a little bit after. <laughs> No, um, we're trying to talk <laughs> about other shit. Imagine yeah, we, we went, didn't. Yeah. We just walk out. We look at each other. <laughs> and then we nod, and then we just <laughs> part ways. <laughs> we leave. Yeah, um, it would have been a strange way to watch a movie. That's right. Um, that's right. But before we get into that, absolutely. Let's, let's. We saw something. I saw something today that was that was uh, that made my day. I gotta say, what was her name? <laughs> but um, ching. Halloween 2018, the trailer for the movie came out. Is it? And is it Halloween 20? It's just like just I, I just so Halloween. I don't. Yeah, they just called it Halloween, but in ret- like when this movie comes out, it will be referred to as Halloween 2018. Oh word! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I checked the trailer out at work, and uh, I gotta say, man, I really liked it. Yes, I really yes. liked that trailer. Yes, uh, I'm very happy to hear that. They went really old school with that trailer. If you ha- if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's really well put together. That that prison yard scene was like really cool. Like the way they framed everything. It's just it's so fresh. Yeah. You know? It's like it feels new. Yeah. And um, and another interesting choice they made in the trailer. The like they have the gunshot sounds from when he was sh- when Michael Myers was shot in the first film. Yeah. But it's the gunshot sounds from the first movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they took the sample from the movie. Yeah, because it sounds like it's from the 70s. <laughs> like, everything else in that trailer sounds brand new. Yeah. But that gunshot sounds like it's coming out of a can. I know. 
But uh, um, I, I, yeah. my, my, my first thought when I started watching it and they showed the prison yard, or not the, I guess the psychiatric ward mm. yard, whatever it is. The, the, Sorry, yeah, not the prison yard. The, it looks the, like a prison yard. Yeah, they're yeah. all shackled up. They're all and, shackled up, yeah. But like, who brings the murder mask back to the murderer? Like, it just is like, it's like asking him like, hey, uh, Halloween's coming up and uh, here's your costume. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> it's, been, it's been pretty boring out around here since you've been in this, in this psychiatric institute. Um, it's the same, re- like I told you before, it's the same reason that people want to go back to the dinosaur island. Yeah. Same reason that people read from a book when someone tells them not to read from a book. You know, same, same, same thing. I, I'm okay with that. I, I, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure the notion would be, oh, we want to know what happened. We want to know what makes him tick. Let's, you know, what's the harm bringing yeah. him the mask back or whatever. I'm, Although I don't think bringing him the mask back is going to be the impetus for this entire I film. I don't either. I'm just, but, uh, I'm it just seems balls. like, uh. But, uh, you know, there's some great stuff, and there's some old-school photography here. Like, his movements yep. in that trailer are all very slow and, like, sluggish. Like, the kind of the way he was in the first film. Uh, and a lot of the photography of him in the shadows, like, it's all very much a throwback. Um, but with, the, you know, fresh coat of paint. Yeah. Um, and also, I think they're probably going in an interesting direction. They're writing off all of the sequels. They even have a line in the trailer where someone's like, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't your... Was it her mom? Is it her mom or grandma? I don't know. Like, the, the, the young woman in the, in the movie, uh, Laurie Strode, is her grandmother or mother? I think grandmother. Oh, okay. I think... Oh, I, can, I can't remember. Uh, Judy Greer? Judy, yeah, yeah, I think that's she's, an actress. I think she's her daughter. And then daughter of hers oh, is Judy, I see. like it's Judy Greer's so they're talking so about him and yeah. they're talking about it and saying oh wasn't it her brother and she's like no that was some bullshit rumor that's interesting to me because like I mean a huge fan of Halloween obviously and I really like the I would mythos. say you're a bigger fan than I mean yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're definitely like the Halloween aficionado Fucking I haven't even it. seen all of them it, it, it deep down it offended me a little that they're writing off the brother thing um, I don't know I kind of liked that when I was although it, I kind of liked it um, I liked it in the films. I liked the whole idea of him like trying to go after his family. I thought it yeah. was kind of an interesting, strange motivation for the character. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I mean, not necessary. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, the only like it irked me for like a split second. But it's I mean, in no way, shape, or form does it affect my opinion on this film. I think it looks great. Um, Bloomhouse is. If anybody's got to make this horror movie, Bloomhouse yeah, is the one to do they're it. Yeah, they're gonna nail it. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty excited. Looks good. Looks it good. It looks good. The mask looks good. Um, that moment with the teeth. Ooh, that was good. Yeah, that was um, a little extreme. It's, it's a lot of extreme. Teeth. It's yeah. he got everything. He went all the way. He gave the guy. <laughs> okay. He's. Like, I just had this flashback of him grabbing the guy and the grabbing guy on the bus and like putting him in a dental chair. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Myers wearing a mask but also wearing a dental yeah. like cover on his mouth like a dentist with a yeah. little light attached to his head. <laughs> It's like all right, I can get see all that. these teeth out. Um, oh boy! But uh, but yeah, no, really liked it. I think it's gonna be. I think it, it looks good. I like, I like you know straight up, you know redneck Laurie Strode like in the woods shooting guns shooting and guns. shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. it. It's a very large turn in her character because by the end of the first Halloween film, she becomes a much more. She grows throughout the film into a more you know from a meek kind of uh, innocent character yeah. almost to more strong, being able to 
poke at Myers, cut him, etc. Mm. Fighting back, and in this, it's like she's gone ultimate badass. Yeah, dope, so it's definitely. interesting to see that. But like the fact that they even wrote away um, the second, which was John Carpenter's for the most. Part. Well, it was uh, no, it was directed by his DP, I think. But he was he was uh, he was heavily involved in the second. He was. Film, he was. Sorry, excuse me for a moment. I forgot to get the fire poker. Okay, so we're actually we're, we're, we're doing this podcast uh, campsite uh, again in uh, the studio backyard. So we've got a fire going. and So we are, will hear some crackling. Some crackling, some snapping, and some popping. Not particularly in that order. But he also forgot the fire poker to provide said snaps, crackles, and or pops. So now that we got that, we can continue with our discussion. That's so anyways, right. Halloween, super excited. The other trailer that I saw recently, I saw the first one. I don't know if you saw it, but... I saw the first trailer for this. Are you talking about that, Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, the Spider-Man. Yeah. That's all you need because yeah. my, my gripe... So I like the, the way the film, or the film looks. Yep. I think that the colors, the, the, the shaders that they're using on the animations... Um, oh, yeah, it's an interesting animation style. I but 100% the, agree with you. The thing that drives me nuts about it, though, is the low frame rate. Oh, yeah. No, it, it stops and goes into that low frame. It's not. It's like that consistently. Is it? it in the second trailer, you're going to see a lot of that. No. Oh, man. It, it, like, even in slow scenes, like, there's a scene where he's in, like, a cop car. Like, his dad's a cop, so he's yeah. like, driving him to school. And it's just very clunky. Like, it looks like one of those Telltale video games or something. Oh, no. And, like, I was talking to a friend of mine today. Yeah. And, um... Is that, like, a cost... I, you know what? measure, maybe? Something part, along those lines? In my guess, partly. Yeah. I think it might be. But I think it's also... Uh, and this was my friend's uh, idea, not mine. Um, but he was attesting it to, like... It's kind of a callback to, like, older animations. Like, if you look at, like, films like Akira or... Um, Ghost in the Shell. I know, but this is trying to do kind of a callback to those kind of styles. Um, to have it be more like a like a comic book come to life, so it's a little bit jittery. The hmm. thing is, in my it's a neat it's a neat take on it, but the way I look at it is, it's kind of creativity for creativity's sake. Right. I don't know that that it's going to enhance this, and frankly, I don't want to see the film. Like, I can't watch two hours or even ninety minutes of that janky kind yeah. of animation style it's gonna drive me nuts yeah like even no, just the first trailer i saw it i'm like this i definitely noticed that i definitely noticed that yeah. in the first trailer I do it looks unfinished that. like yeah. whenever we would do like um rounds in um uh when when i was working at dreamworks um some of the ways that we would do that just to save on cost and rendering yeah. is render every other frame well that's what i meant it could like yes. it could be a cost saving measure yeah. exactly it could be a cost saving measure um, it certainly could be, but we would do that because it's cheaper to do, but it yeah. looks janky, right? Like yeah, it looks no, a little sure. disconnected. And yeah. that's my problem is, is the film, the look of it, it looks really, really cool. Um, and Miles the story Morales, looks cool too. Yeah. I think Miles, Mor they're getting into that, like the weirder side of, uh, yeah. of, uh, Spider-Man for sure. Right. And I like that. There's a lot of interesting stuff there, but like the thing that kind of drives me nuts is that it's going to be, I don't know. I feel like the as cool as the film's going to be, the animation itself is going to completely distract you from how good or how bad the film is. And that's unfortunate to me because I want this to be good. Yeah, I agree. But I, I just don't think that, like, I don't want to see it. Like, I want to see the film. Yeah. But I, I know I can't, I'm not going to pay money to go to a theater and watch something that I feel like is only 50% of the film. Like, right. I want those other 50% of frames. Yeah. <laughs> you feel, I'm getting cheated. Yeah, that's kind of the way I look <laughs> at it. But I, I mean, I'm not saying don't go and see this film. Absolutely not. If you think it looks good and you, you, you like what they're doing, Please do. I mean, I, I do want this film to be successful, but I don't know if I want it to be successful well enough to go pay 15 bucks to go and watch something that I know is going to drive me batshit crazy. Yep. 
So, I agree. So, but I, it's interesting that you saw that too. I'm, I'm, yeah, I definitely saw that. Yeah. I definitely noticed that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's enough of the pre banter. Let's yeah. get into the meat and potatoes, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into get into solo. Do you want to go into general general? Well, do you have a line? I do. Would you like to do it now, or I'd... would you like to talk about it before? I'd like to. I'd like to do it now. Okay. Justin, is that okay? Please do. Is that okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is Solo, a Star Wars story. Well, Justin, we finally have it. The scene we have all been waiting for. Han and Chewie in the shower. <laughs> that, was, that was a scene. <laughs> I felt like Chewie was going to trade him for cigarettes at any point there. I don't think that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> I thought I was going to see, like, because it was just the two feet, and all of a sudden I thought I was going to hear Han say something, and then all of a sudden his feet just violently <laughs> turned this way. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was, uh, they definitely got a little risque with that, with that moment. <laughs> that was a funny scene. Yeah, it was funny, yeah. Um, um, so general feelings. General feelings, I loved this film a lot more than I thought I would. And uh, it it's not without its faults, to be sure, but um, I, I would venture to say, given all of the other films, the, all the other Star Wars films that are out there, this is probably third or fourth favorite of them all. I really liked it too. I, I What's third I, or fourth favorite of every Star Wars movie? Of all of them. Okay. I mean So what would that order be? New Hope and Empire at the top. Yeah. Maybe probably in the different in the opposite order. But yeah. I don't know, man. A New Hope Oh, New Hope is a complete movie. Yeah. So I like Yeah. It's got that going for it. It's got that going for yeah. it. But um and and Jedi, I I've got a lot of nostalgic value. Yeah. As I've grown up, I can see the flaws in the film as yeah. a, a, you know, as you're telling a story and, and stuff. But like as a kid, the nostalgic value of that is super high. Mm -hmm. So that might put it over the top of Solo, but Solo is right under that. The prequels can pretty much you know fuck off in that equation. Yeah. And um, what was the other one that just came out? Um, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yep. Uh, entertaining. But just a disappointment overall. I think I had higher expectations for yeah. that than than it met. So yeah, I, I would say it's probably third or fourth in my list. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. What yeah, dude. You? I 100% agree. Really, a really... Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I know how much you hate that. Um, I really liked it. It's a great, like, old school adventure film. Like, and a complete one. Yeah. You know, and it's... Um, I feel like it reminds me of those adventure movies that I used to love watching as a kid. Like, I, I mean, Star Wars, of course, being one of them. But, like, even when I was growing up and DVD was becoming popular, I watched The Mummy yeah. a lot as a kid. And, like, you know, in, like Indiana Jones and, like, all those. Like, it's just, like, it's a fun adventure film. Um, it moves super brisk. Like, it doesn't take time to breathe. It's just constantly, like, barreling forward. Um, okay. I never thought it really paused to take a breath. But we'll, we'll we'll talk yeah. about that a little more. Um, I, um, I disagree to that a little bit, but um, what was I going to say? There, there was, you know, it, it, so in the idea of that, like this didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Like no, it did to some which degree. Which is great. It, that's, it, exactly that's exactly what I was what looking I for. That's what I wanted with Rogue One. And, and I didn't it, get it. Oh my God, I feel exactly the yeah, same way. Yeah. I was really excited for Rogue One because I'm like, finally we're going to get something different. Yeah. But what we ended up getting was kind of, it felt, Similar, like playing it, playing it safe, playing as, it in safe. terms of like characters and a visual style. It was all sort of, but this man, this was different. This was fresh. Yeah, 
just the way it's shot. It's shot so un. It's such a. It's so uncharacteristic for a Star Wars film. I was very, very. I was just. I was very happy to see that. And it was the action scenes. I thought were some of like. I was super into the action scenes. They're really well shot, pristine. I don't know how much of this is actually, because you uh, you know, as folks listening to this probably know that they switched directors. Uh, at, like almost at the end of at the end of principal like photography, right? Wasn't it like really late I think in the it process? Was, it was like mid to three quarters of the way through. They were like all like I mean they'd shot a huge portion of the film. Yes, yeah, yeah. So uh, Phil Lord and Tim Miller, Tim Miller, I think yeah. Tim, Miller. Tim Miller, maybe that's his Lord name. Miller, Lord Miller, yeah. Um, and they and Ron Howard stepped in, and I always figured Ron Howard's kind of this journeyman director where like I can't tell it's a Ron Howard movie ever. Uh, like after a certain period like I feel like after Apollo 13 he started doing like films that I didn't really I don't know either I didn't connect with or when I saw them they were just kind of bland this I don't know what he like he really pulled out all the action stops yeah like really nailed it I, I was like super invested in these actions he's really wonderfully done um, it's very grimy it's like muddy um, and just different and I was so happy for that right down to the credits I love the fact they changed the credits. And I think they probably did the same with Rogue One as well. I can't remember. I, 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 I can't remember if they, they had the same credits in Rogue One. You mean the opening The, the opening, opening credits? credits. I yeah. can't remember. I don't think they had opening credits for Rogue One. It's been a while since I've seen it. I saw it once while it was on Netflix. Like, like I didn't yeah. Oh, you never went to the theater? Didn't care to. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, okay. actually, I take that back. I did. Problem was, I got nine or ten beers deep before I went in there, well, plus a beer just... in the theater, and I passed out after ten minutes, woke up, and Darth Vader was fucking shit up, and I just got really confused, and then <laughs> I went back to bed. And then I woke up five minutes later. That's seriously your own damn fault. Oh, absolutely. Um, no doubt. Um, so I went into this basically with the hopes that this was actually going to be like a Western in space. Like, I kind of wanted, like, Firefly or yeah, Serenity. Yeah, yeah, And I didn't get that. Instead, no, but no, no, got, uh, th that's yeah. not a knock. That's not a knock. Um, instead, what I felt like I got was actually more like the sting. You know, the oh, okay, yeah, yeah, in yeah. space. Yeah, um, a lot of the the characters were kind of um, very devious and yeah. tricky, and there's heists and yeah. like the train heist, and uh, it was just an interesting kind of take on what they could do in space. And I thought they nailed it. Yeah, um, I, I'm just like, so here's the thing. I actually the fir like first thing I would. I would say is that I kind of went into this movie. I saw trailers for this movie and it just all it really did for all it really did for me was just kind of make me shrug. I was like, "Eh, yeah, it's there. I'll probably see it." So I came into this movie with with next to no expectations. I right. kind of just walked in and I was like, "Oh, it's a, it's a Star Wars movie, so I'm going to check it out." And it just ended up being I, I I ended up walking out just like with a smile on my face. I thought that was, I thought it was really uh, it was a really fun movie. Now there there are problems with it, obviously, and we'll we'll get into more of those. Like I think that some of it's a little fan fictiony. Yeah, it's just like kind of like fan service fictiony. Like yeah, and um, and uh, you know like I I I think there's not a whole lot that you could do on a backstory for Han Solo that isn't going to feel. Like some fan wrote it. Yeah, like, like shoehorning in things. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah I, know I don't you think mean. there's a lot that you're gonna be able to do. So I kind of like let, gave it a pass on that. Or early on in the film, it feels like they're going to do that a lot more. And then after they do do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. after about halfway through the second act, they stop. Uh, it felt like they. I didn't even notice they were doing it. I mean, they did it yeah. a little bit, but it was a lot more subtle. Yeah. Whereas in the first like act, they were like, yeah. 
solo. Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck like, off. <laughs> Get out of yeah. here. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, the, I guess the other thing would be, my other gripe would kind of be, like, character motivations. Some of them are a little muddy. But, you know, none of this really got in the way of a very simple story, not complicated, well executed, with some great action. Really great action. Really uh, thoughtful action and amazing practical effects. I think this is a showcase. This movie is a showcase for how to do great practical effects in a film. I was just, I loved it. It was, uh, I haven't seen that in any of the new Star Wars films. They use a lot of CG. This movie, and we'll get into some of the details, really breaks the bank on practical effects, animatronics, and puppeteering. And Amen. it gives it that real, that reality, that lived-in feel that Star Wars is really famous for. Um, Agreed. So... So, yeah. Um, so before we go into spoilers, if yep. you're still watching it, we're going to go into spoilers. And if you haven't seen the film, you should stop watching now. Or, sorry, listening now or watching if you're watching us on YouTube. But if you also are listening to this and you haven't seen it, go see this film. Because yeah, it's not doing it. so well. Yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate. But I don't it, think it, it, this is a good film. I, I, I mean... I especially consider okay I think it's a good film on its own merit yeah. just considering the production nightmare that this thing was I'm oh, surprised yeah. that something uh, something competent came out of this process yeah I'm just really surprised absolutely um, yeah like I was I, I, I people should go see this movie like don't don't you know uh, don't uh, listen to your Rotten Tomatoes overlords you know like get in there and watch the movie come, come to your own conclusion I actually think you'll be uh pleasantly surprised don't you're not expecting the second coming as long as that's the case then you know like i think you're gonna have a good time at the theater right agreed yeah so all right spoilers who wants to start you start i started um, last time I yeah think. i'm gonna go ahead with a pretty uh uh probably um uh, what do you call it uh, controversial statement this movie made me laugh more than deadpool 2 and the comedy really worked for me in this movie i really liked it it was super genuine sincerely funny moments that I that really worked for me you um, have a humorless soul no that's not even remotely true man I I just think that this movie <laughs> was not full of itself you know it was just fair enough it was it was such a it was that old it was that old school sort of genuine comedy that that made me laugh so basically you're saying you're old as fuck yeah I think so maybe right, maybe you old fart yeah um like I, I was, like my movies to be very comical with the setups and the punchlines. What's with all these quips? <laughs> ah, the man in the red suit just keeps on talking with the baby legs. <laughs> I thought the baby legs were funny, though. <laughs> I thought the baby legs were funny. All right, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, like I was saying, the Ron Howard, um, I mean, the movie starts, like right when the movie starts, you can tell it's a different kind of film. I think that you can tell, like, just the, just the way the sets look, how grimy everybody is. And it starts off with, like, I think one of the best moments where I was just like, I think I'm in love with this movie. Because it starts with Han on, I can't remember the name of the planet, Corda? Uh, Corellia. Corellia. And uh, they establish this sort of uh, cartel, not cartels, what do they call them? Um, syndicates. Syndicates. These, like, crime syndicates. What? Nothing. What did you say? I didn't say anything yet, oh. but I was looking at you like, the fuck's the difference between a syndicate and a... And a cartel? I don't know. Cartel. I just wanted to use the right word. What? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with being accurate. Do you accurate, know what a synonym is? Especially when I'm with someone who just makes shit up all the time. 
Anyway, that's fair. So uh, yeah, so they have these, they have established that there are these crime syndicates, and uh, he gets taken uh, to one of the I guess like crime syndicates sub bosses or whatever. The dildo with arms. Yeah. So uh, you're gonna call it that, whatever. When that shit happened, there. Uh, what actually happens is that uh, that was a bat. Oh, nice. Uh, that's oh, a yeah. bat. Yeah, it doesn't crazy. know where it's going. It's See, that's the beauty of filming or filming and recording outdoors is you get to see bats. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, so, sorry, where was I? That bat. You were talking about off. the dildo oh, in yeah. the water. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it, it got taken to this pool, and uh, and and the syndicate, you know, boss person comes out, and it's a giant centipede, maybe. Yeah, like a giant centipede, and it's fully animatronic. Was it? Yeah, I, it I was hundred. Like it. it was one hundred percent fully animatronic, really well done. I was so surprised mm-hmm. that they did that, and uh, and obviously it has CG augmentations. Of course sure. they're gonna, they're going to do that, and they yeah. and they marry it very well in this movie. The droid L three is done really well, um, but this thing set the tone for the movie. I'm like, oh man, I haven't seen practical effects on this scale in a very long time. In a very long time. And I think where we the last... You know, and, and this movie has call-outs... And it just reminded me of Willow. And Ron Howard directed Willow as well. With what? Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis. Yeah. And Warwick Davis is in this movie. That's what I was going to say. And, uh, and But the other thing that's in this movie is that... So this giant pra- practical sort of centipede thing comes out of the water. And it's so well done. I just... Can you please I, call it for what it is? A dildo with not, little legs? It's not a dildo with legs. Well, okay. Uh, it's not a dildo with legs. It's, it's it's a centipede. It's a giant water centipede. Centipedes are fairly flat-bodied. This girthy was girthy and cylindrical. Yeah, and he has a great moment there where he threatens <laughs> her with so a round. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> where where he threatens her with a with a thermal detonator, and it's a rock. That's it's like just a rock. It's like I got a thermal detonator. It's like that's a rock. It's like. And he makes a sound when he moves his thumb. She's like, you just made that sound with your, with your mouth. And it's like that kind of comedy really, really played well for me. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, uh, that really set the tone for me. And I knew I was going to like this movie. Now, that... Did you I, like that scene? Did I, you, did I you? fucking hated the entire first act. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the reason I'm saying that... Wow. Well, here's the thing, right? Is that scene... And when he was running away in the car and when he was in the tunnels and when he was talking to Kira. Yeah. I couldn't see what the fuck was going on. It was super dark, dark and everywhere. Grimy. And once he got into the dildo cavern, yeah. um, you couldn't actually like, <laughs> there was so much, there was like a blue light filter. Sorry. He's like running behind me. So I'm like trying to look at him, but Sorry, my uh, bad. you dick. <laughs> You dildo with arms. Um, he, <laughs> that's my new insult for everybody. You dildo with arms. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, once he's in the dildo cavern, he's, like, it, it, there's, like, a blue filter on there, and everything's, like, this crazy dark black and blue hue, and it doesn't, like, pop me out of it until he throws the ball through the cavern, which apparently she's a vampire dildo too. Yeah, yeah. but you like know what? That's great. I like that they're adding layers to these characters without spelling it out for you. Things but I can't happen. see the layers until somebody puts some light in the scene. <laughs> that was my biggest problem. 
That's the thing. Because honestly, I was actually my head, my eyes. I have twenty twenty vision. I can see shit no one else can see. That is not true. Not but true. yeah, what I'm saying is that I had to actually squint to focus and see what the hell I was looking at. It was hard because it was so <laughs> damn dark. I was like, who are these people? So um, that I was, I was extremely worried that this whole film was going to look like that. And I, the, the worry continued where he goes into the war and things are still very dark. I, I, so here's, here's, I'm, I, not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that it's dark and it's hard to see what the hell is going on when you don't understand the environments or the characters yet. And you're trying to learn who these people are and you can't see them. But I'm just hearing a lot of whining. It, it's not whining. I think that this is something that um, I, I, I don't know. I would wager more people than just I had that problem with this film. That it was so the cinematography was a little different. It was dark. I'll give you that. But I would also say that this fire is not cooperating. Put the poker down and podcast, my friend. <clears throat> so let it. It'll light. Look, see that guy's having a he's having going. a ball. It'll be fine. He's All right, going. go. Um, so I, I would say that I, I I can understand that you think that it was that it was dark, but I didn't have that problem. I'm the kind of person that ha- that complains about that kind of stuff. Mm. That I like, can't see it. I don't think a movie can't be dark. I just think that it can't be um, so dark that you don't know what's going on. And I knew exactly what was going on the whole time. I, I knew what was going on, but I'm still squinting to see. Like I wanted to see. So to your point about the giant dildo with arms, the I never said that. I but, did, uh, <laughs> but no. What I'm saying is that I lo- what your point was was that the animatronics and the character design looked cool. Yeah. Right. It was an interesting thing. I wanted to see all the details <laughs> that I could, and I fucking couldn't because I wanted to see what the creature looked like. I have a pretty good idea of what the um, the features of the face look like, but uh, the finer points, of the character design, I honestly couldn't tell the difference between her and a talking dildo. With little tiny arms. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know if those were arms. They could have been anything. She could have had a bunch of Mr. T chains on. Fuck. I saw... I saw everything. I, I don't know. I, I Normally, I would agree with you. I'm, I'm that kind of person that would complain about that, but yeah. I didn't get that feeling at all. Well, th- then, you've, then your vision might be a little bit better than mine. It's actually not. I'm pretty sure I have to go to the uptown. You absolutely do. You can't I, see shit. I, uh, my night driving is definitely suffering. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm sorry to hear that. You're you can't see behind the wheel at night, and I just fall asleep. <laughs> Between uh, the two of us, we're not getting anywhere at oh, night. Sorry. I'm like narcoleptic behind the wheel <laughs> at night. It's bad. But um, honestly, so, but that uh, um, because you set me up to talk about that scene. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, finish my point here with that drove me crazy. I um, I didn't like the way it was shot. It was hard to see, but. That is pretty much the only major critique that I have of this film that I didn't like. Because after that, once he goes from... Essentially, the first act was, I I think, was the first act kind of concludes where um, he goes to the Flight Academy at the Empire. and Which was an interesting turn of events. I thought it was a great turn of events. Yeah, where he actually signs up with the Empire. And I forgot to mention, the car chase was fucking dope. Yes. It was really, really good. Oh, it was very good. As soon as he broke that that thing, actually, I take it back. So the movie picked up right as soon as he got, as soon as he threw the 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 quote-unquote thermal detonator, then it became amazing. That car chase was great. I really enjoyed that. Then as soon as it went to the war, I got nervous again because everything got super dark. And then it didn't. And then all of a sudden he meets Chewbacca and it's super dark again. I'm like, God damn it. Uh, I liked liked the, 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 the dirtiness of this yeah, movie. Yes. I definitely liked that. That yeah. was a Oh, of the movie itself or the Chewbacca scene? 
I was uh, going to say the Chewbacca scene, I didn't mind it being dark for what it was. The che- it, was just, it was so filthy. It was I filthy that. and dark when he was in the, the more cavernous parts of that, I don't know, dungeon. But then as soon as they got over the grates, it kind of lit up and it was no longer a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. then my worries. And at that point, that was really, I think, in my eyes, I think it was the last instance where I was like, this is really dark. I can't tell what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Other no, than that, everything worked out. So. Yeah, it's, I, I like the war scene. I, I, I like that war scene. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people try to describe Rogue One as being a war movie. I'm like, no, actually, it did not. If Rogue One felt like a Star Wars movie trying to be a war movie while still playing within the Star Wars rules of cinematography, framing, action beats, all of that, this one broke a lot of those rules by filming action in a different way. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I was I was very happy with that. Very happy with that. Um, what else I got here? Uh, the practical effects. I mean, like we we talked about the 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 uh, boss, but we all, there's also like you know the scenes where uh, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the card game. Yes. Between him and Lando, and yep. uh, Lando's whole introduction was so well done. But it's another call out to practical effects being done because every alien in that bar or whatever it was was like handcrafted and there were a lot of gags with these aliens that made me laugh the eye gag well i can't even remember i saw so many the eye one was uh, keep your eyes on your oh yeah oh god that was so funny that that got me good i thought that was hilarious (laughs) keep your eyes on your cars things got eight eyes or whatever he's like all of them oh so funny and it was in it was it reminded me of the cantina scene in a very in a very uh, positive way. Whereas I feel like the casino scene in The Last Jedi, while I did like The Last Jedi, the casino scene was way less inspired. I, I think, sorry, let me, put, let me take that back. I like the idea of showing the opulence in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. The, the rich folks, you know what they do. Yeah. But the, the cantina scene is still like the penultimate bar scene. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, this one gives it a gives it a run for its money. It reminds me of the troll market scene from uh, Hellboy, Hellboy 2. Two. Yeah, like really just meticulously crafted. All of those gags really well done. All around the table, the lighting's perfect. The dialogue's great. The 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 gags with the aliens are all well well done. Um, I don't know. I just I loved it. You it know was why? So good. You know why you like that better than like the casino scene in that trashy movie? Um, you did not like that. Did you not? I can't remember. Did you not like that movie? I did not overall. I thought it was passable at times. There was some cool stuff in it, but yeah. Um, yeah why don't you go that. and listen to episode? Yeah, that's right. Like, whatever our I, last. I can't because I remember it being really long episode. It was, yeah, it was like, a long I, episode because the movie was endless. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the casino stuff in particular, I fucking hated with all of my heart yeah um i like i agree i like the idea of seeing the opulent side of the society that yep. was cool the warmongering and whatnot yeah totally cool yep but the casino scenes and all that crappy campy shit i was just like i don't need this but um i think i know why you like it is because you are a dive bar man <laughs> that's why the cantina is a place you'd want to drink you'd like to be shoulder to shoulder with fucking greedo and ass mouth whatever that guy's name is he doesn't like you who's the guy with the ass for a mouth i don't like you (laughs) so and then in this it's the same thing it's like some seedy dive bar with a bunch of dudes playing fucking cards with eight eyes and capes and how do you know they're all dudes 
Uh, I for don't. That for I ma- don't. For that that was sexist. Well, no, actually. How do you yeah, know no, Chewbacca is a dude? Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I don't, I don't have an answer know. for that. I don't think we actually know think that we Chewbacca do. is, in fact, male. I think he. I think we do from the Halloween, uh, the Christmas episode. Oh, because of his family. He has a wife. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, um, the less said about that, the better. Um, yeah, he's definitely a male. So, I'm pretty sure they refer to him as he. Anyway, sorry. Let's get off. Yeah, that that's true. Um, yes, I do like dive bars and I like dive bar scenes. And this one takes the cake. I loved it, partly because. And another note here. I mean, Lando as a character in that movie really did it for me. Donald Glover nailed it. He fluctuates in his timber of his voice between Donald Glover and fucking nailing 100% um, Billy D. Williams from Empire and Jedi. I, yep. at some point, sometimes he's talking and I'm like, that's literally Billy D. Williams. Like, he must have done a voiceover. Other times, it's not so spot on. But, man... There are moments where I can't tell the difference. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. He nails it. He just I, nails it. And I liked that um, duality between him. And I don't know if it was intentional or not. I don't know if Donald Glover is just that good of an actor, or maybe he's not that good of an actor, right. and this is why it's happening. But <laughs> it's interesting because i always seen Lando in my eyes as this character that's always putting on this false bravado. Um, he's always smooth. He's always... But, like, at... Down deep, that's not necessarily who he is. He's not always very smooth. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, like that's not always him. And I feel like with Donald Glover, do you think he was turning get, that voice on? And I can't even remember now. It's a good point, right? I feel like uh, you when didn't he's see Billy Dee Williams doing that. I don't know why I think this about Billy Dee Williams' characterization of the uh, of Lando, um, but I just never bought it. Like I didn't buy all of his swag. Like he had it for sure, no question. Yeah, but like I felt like it was a bravado. I didn't feel like, and it they was they cash him. in on that. And they cash in, in on movie, that because here. he's like doing his own recordings of his own exploits. He's such a narcissist. He's very you know, narcissistic. He's full of shit. Absolutely. Like, but then, like when he breaks that, um, when he's starting to not maybe be so sure of himself, yeah. you sign. You starting to hear Donald Glover come out and not so much Billy D. Williams. Yeah, that's which is smooth. interesting. Yeah. Now I want to ask you this: whose performance do you think was better? Um, so, so on the list of things that I didn't like in this movie. Oh no. Um, I. It wasn't awful, yeah. but I think the lead playing solo, I think that if he's trying to do an impression. Really? I felt like he was trying, at moments he was trying to do an impression, where I feel like if they let him do his own thing, he would have done a much better job. Um, I think sometimes he nails it, right? He nails that like character like and the delivery, but other times, since he's trying so hard to be someone, an actor who plays another character, it I think... I think it just kind of ruins it. It stifles any creativity. I disagree. I, I like completely him? disagree. I thought he was great. Um, at no point there were certain times where the timber of his voice or the way he delivers lines seems very um, what the fuck Harrison Ford esque. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh no, he definitely like he had those. Yeah. Yeah. Those moments. But um, but at no point did it. It didn't feel like to me he was doing an impression of Harrison Ford. It felt like he was doing an impression, not an impression, he was he was um, acting like a young Han Solo. There is some uncertainty uh, to him. Sure, there is, sure. He hasn't developed quite that chip on his shoulder yet. Yeah, He's yeah. not, you know, that sure, sure of himself or he doesn't know how to get in and out of these situations that he would in the later films. Right. Um, 
Uh, now, I th- I can't remember if I voiced it or not, or if I asked the question directly or not. I was going to say who had the better performance. Um, fuck, I can't remember the actor's name. Um, shoot, I had it on my phone. It's My phone's recording. Um, but uh, Sorry, I thought the, you were going to ask about Han. I was going to say Han or... Um, Chewie. <laughs> All right. Han or who? Jeez, um, I was just going to say Billy D. Williams. Uh, Donald Glover. So, oh, sorry, you did, You were going to ask about... I was going to ask which so, one gave yeah. the better performance. And I was going to say Han. Really? Because oh, okay. I, felt, I, I felt the same way you did about Donald Glover. Aside from... And that was going to be my point, is that I thought the cracks where he was not doing the Billy D. Williams yeah. impression was actually more genuine. Hmm. You know? Like, it That's was interesting. a little yeah. bit more... I didn't like, notice that. I'd have to watch this movie again. And this is a movie I would watch again. I would absolutely watch this movie again. I would definitely again. watch yeah. this movie again. Um, um, That's interesting that you uh, that you mentioned that he switched his voice and it might be on purpose, which is something I didn't think of during the, during the movie. Um, he also has this, like, odd, like, I don't know, transsexual sort of trait going on there where he's just going to like, I, which I, which I kind of liked. I liked the idea that he's kind of like this space swinger, you know, kind of like William on. Shatner, like Captain Kirk. You hold, know? hold on. What, what gave you the idea that he was transsexual? I, it's the whole relationship with the Android was like sort of like oddly, like it's like he's he, like, he'll try anything once. Like that kind of thing. That's the kind of vibe that I got from that. I was like, I I, I like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know. I was looking for it because of all the con not controversy, but like controversy. What? Well, the the I can't remember how it came out, but somebody sorry, transsexual is not the right word for it. No, um, it, pansexual. Pansexual. That's, sorry, and that's I, the thing is, yeah, there was yeah. a whole thing about him being a pansexual character. Somebody that worked on the film or might have been the directors. I don't know. Um, but had, oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They had totally mentioned that he that. was a pansexual character. He, no they, they're way. like, yeah, he's pansexual. Um, and um, I was looking for it in this, and I'm like, I didn't buy that he was trying to fucking nail the robot. Uh, I, but you're not supposed to. I don't think it's supposed to be that overt. I think it's just supposed to be showing you that he's he's got an open mind. I don't think he's that open minded. <laughs> No, it, like I, I, what I mean is that I, I don't, I didn't get like, he was definitely, he's definitely interested in women based on what had happened in there. At no point did I think he was interested in men, because, I mean, he's just. I have sly. to watch it again. I, I got that feeling, but yeah. uh, and it's weird that you mentioned that there was like there was talk about this because there was, I, there was, I had no idea, and um, but even like not knowing, I not still knowing. got that vibe. Okay, maybe, maybe. I I, I didn't. And like I said, you know what? Maybe it's because I was looking for it and I was looking for something a little bit more direct that it never came. Sure, Um, sure. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, mean, you look at the Lando character in Empire, he was driving, you know, driving strong to the hole for for Leia. That's true. It's just a basketball term and not how awful it sounded. Yeah, that's Um, right. That's right. But he never really made any moves on Han or anybody else for that matter in the film aside from Leia. That's and in true. this one, it seemed like he was never... He, as soon as uh, Kira showed up, he was pretty interested in her. But, like, there was no subtle kind of, you know, uh, homoerotic kind of feelings or suggestions yeah, to Yeah, I guess it was just the android. It was just the android, and I never bought that. Like, I get what she was saying, the oh. android, but she's fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so. but, no, but, like, also, I feel like when he got a drink, he's like, thank you, sweetheart, but it's, like, to this alien. It was a very, like, suave... 
It's like a very, like, he's, you know, when he gets the drink at the bar. I missed that. Sorry, missed not the that. bar, sorry, at the card game. Sure. So, like, someone's holding a thing, and it come, like, a little flying thing comes over and drops some liquid into his glass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all very suave. Like, he's open He's to suave it. as shit. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. he's like, I just feel, I felt like all of that added up in the end to mm-hmm. someone who looks to be open to new experiences. True. Uh, sexually, so I thought that was a really interesting take on the character. Um, I will say this: if if all of a sudden you did hit on Han or any of the other male yeah, characters yeah. In, in the universe, uh, I wouldn't be like surprised because Correct. I guess yeah, I wouldn't he, be. He is surprised. that suave. He seems open-minded, but he didn't do anything that overtly suggested he would be interested in multiple genders or potentially robots. Yeah, robots. That's right. So, um, yeah. So I mean. Uh, the other thing, I mean, like, I'm, I'm just kind of leading No, keep going, because yeah. I'm, I'm interjecting my points in with yours as well. Yeah. Um, Chewie. Let's talk about Chewie. You I'm got so, your wish. I'm as so happy. As soon as he fucked up, like, <laughs> as soon as he started fighting things, I yeah, was like, oh, yeah, dude, I was happy so happy. That. Pig and poop. I was, I was very happy. I lo- I really liked his introduction, too. Um, like I said, I, remember, I, remember, I mentioned earlier, like, this whole fan fiction-y sort of take. There are a couple things in here, like the whole, like how Han gets his name, um, and he's like, "Who are your people?" And he says, "I don't have any people." And the guy's like, "Hmm, Han Solo," and he like types it in. I'm like, "That's a little. It was a little much for me." It was me. forced. Um, it was extremely forced. I also thought this meeting between Chewie and Han was, you know, a little fan fictiony in in my opinion. But I actually liked it. I liked the introduction. I love the way they treat Chewie as a real character now. He's not just a sidekick. He's got some great, great moments, uh, a lot of funny, like comedic, comedic moments. But also when he sees the other Wookies, and here's the other thing: I like the movie. Uh, it sort of respects the fact that the prequels do exist and that the prequels happened. Uh, I, I, you know, I guess I'm not a prequel apologist. I wouldn't call myself that. I don't think they're very good movies, but there are movies I'll revisit from time to time because I think there's good stuff in them. That's fair. Um, and they're, they're, uh, they're not completely throwaway. Yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good ideas, concepts, um, characters. I mean, there are some pretty good characters in there. It, it's just the problem that I think plagues it is that the person telling the story or the films themselves just wasn't good. Yeah, like, no, I. But oh uh, yeah, sorry. And, to, oh, the reason I'm mentioning this, right? Is no, no, because no, uh, because uh, because when they ask Chewie, like, what you know, what what's, what his deal is, what 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 is he fighting for, kind of. And he mentions uh, enslavement uh, by the empire of Wookiees on Kashyyyk. And Kash- or Kashyyyk, I don't know how they pronounce it. Um, uh, but that's a, direct, uh, that's a direct thing from the prequels. Where on Kashyyyk they, they attack and you know, the Wookiees are imprisoned and taken away. So it's a direct... And they show other Wookiees uh, in this. And they're not CG Wookiees. They are real animatronic Wookiees. And he has this great moment where he comes in and just fucks some guards up. And like I said, the action in this movie, and we'll talk about that in a bit, I guess, but the action in this movie is so well shot. I was, you know what? It's about the editing. Like they stay on when someone gets punched. It's not like they edit and then the guy goes flying through a door. It's this really like sense of geography where he gets punched and you see him in a single shot fly, fly away. Or when there was one moment where Chewie lifted up a dude and like, and like basically like um, body slammed him head first yeah. into the floor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was it made me wince because I was expecting like a like a like a neck snapping noise. But they went for like a dull thud. 
but I'm like, oh, oh very man. loud, but, dull yeah. thud. But I mean, like that guy's dead. Oh, you know? like he's for he's sure. Dead. Um, so yeah, treating Chewie like a real character, not like a punchline. Although he does have some great comedic moments, I was very, I was very happy with that. Um, the the age joke I thought was still it was really, really funny. I did see it in a trailer, but it still played really well in the theater. That that was funny. Um, the fuck yeah moment of the film was. Um I think Kira was in the pilot seat. She didn't know what oh, she yeah. was doing. And then it came off of that line. And then they're just like, all right, you take this seat. She gets up. She goes to the back to help Lando, I think, with the um, plugging the, the woman robot into the, yeah, yeah. In the thing. And That's as soon right. as she sits down, that was my fuck yeah moment of the they film. I definitely, was like, yes. They, they called out. Oh, and that's another thing I wanted to mention here. leads right into it. The score for this movie I thought was great. Agreed. So good, and I'm so happy to say that because honestly, the scores for the other movies have just kind of been there in the background, haven't really taken anything back from them. I'll tell you this: the prequel scores are amazing. I think they're wonderful, wonderful scores. That's fair, absolutely. Um, this score was so good that the, the 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 there's a theme in the movie, and I noticed it right away when the Marauders, like the the competing. Uh, a team trying to steal stuff, you know, in competition with uh, Han's crew. Yeah. When they show up and the eventual realization of what they are, the theme for them leads, like, tells you. Because when they come in, they have this operatic, like, like a really, like, operatic singing voices coming in when they come in. And I noticed it right away at the train sequence when they're still trying to make this person seem like a villain. But if you notice... The the score on the op- the opera is done by it sounds like children, so I was immediately like, "What? That's a that's an odd, that's a really odd choice." And then at the end, it all falls into place because she's basically, she's like a teenager. Yeah. And 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 it's like this realization that these guy that this marauder these marauders, are actually um, you know the the seeds of the rebellion. You know, um, and. Uh, and yeah, so I was, I was just, I loved the score. I listened to some of it at work today. I really liked it. Um, and, and that's, and you know, it's been a long time since I could say that about a Star Wars score. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you nodded when, like, did you, did you take away anything from the score? Or did it just like, it was no, just no, there I, 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 I don't really have, we're, we're agreeing on this one. I just didn't have anything about the score else to say. It was, it was great. Um, it, it, like to compare it to something more recent, like, the score for Infinity War just kind of was there. Just the kind of there. F- the the storm the the score for Justice League like just I like that it was a little more bit distracting. M- I liked that one a little bit more than the score for like Infinity War. Or right, but, but uh, it it didn't but it meld wasn't, well yeah. with the film. This right. was right in there. Like it just seemed to go with it. Like it and was, enhanced. It enhanced. It wasn't distracting. The experience. It wasn't distracting. Yeah. Uh, it enhanced the experience. It's wonderful, and that train robbing sequence I think is is great. It's and the music is like a big piece of that. I think. Um, yeah. What else? The, the the in terms of shoehorning things in though, like my I I started worrying right off the first bat. Like the solo line made me worry, but before that, the focus on those lucky dice. Yeah, that seems like, odd. What, Didn't really and, have a payoff. Here's the thing: is I gotta go back to like I gotta go back to New Hope and, and Empire to see if that those dice are in the Falcon. <laughs> I don't remember them ever being. Maybe there, I ever. didn't even think of that. I thought they were just. Uh, I thought that was totally random. I honestly <laughs> don't even remember them being in Force Awakens. 
Like, I, I, yeah. I feel like the only introduction to them was just some shoehorn thing they did in The Last Jedi. And now they're like, ah, let's talk about this dice. And let's focus on it for, like, five shots in the opening ten shots of the film. Yeah. Like, there was a lot. And then all of a sudden, the solo thing. And then he gets his blaster. And I'm just like, good fucking God, is this what the movie's going to be? And yeah, just luckily, a bunch of call-outs. A, a lot of call-outs. But luckily, when he meets Chewie... That one clicked so well. Like I knew that it was going to be Chewie. We're going to yeah. throw him in with the monster. I'm like, yeah. that's Chewie. Yeah. Of course, we're going to shoehorn in another fucking reference. Yeah. But it didn't feel like that when that got in there. And then that, like, that to me is when the movie really started going. Like that's, that's true. Yeah. That no, I, I think I agree with you. There's, there's the Kessel moments. Run. Like, um, I was watching something today. Another group was um, reviewing the film, and they were complete, kind of complaining about how the Kessel Run is just another thing shoehorned in. I'm like. No, well, that's what made him famous. Yeah, it yeah. didn't feel shoehorned in no. at all. It's not like, ah, oh, we have to tell this. It's like, shit, this organically works. Like, we're going to Kessel to go do this. Shit, we got to make the Kessel run. Yeah. Well, let's do it in 12 parsecs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, it just made sense. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I'm, I The Kessel, the whole Kessel run thing, or to put it around the Kessel run, it makes sense because that's what made him famous. That's how he introduces himself. Why not tell that story? I don't think that's a shoe-in. No, no. I... I if I can see how people some... think things are shoo-ins if they're referenced in the original films and all of a sudden they're showcased in this. Yeah. But it's a fucking prequel. What do you expect? Yeah, which, like, exactly. Like, of I... course they're going to reference some old stuff. It's just how they do it. And I think that the stuff they did in the first act wasn't the right way to do it. Like, hey, let's do a full shot on these, these dice and let's take a full-on close-up of the blaster he now has. Like, don't yeah. do it that way. Yeah. But like, Agreed. You know, we got to go to Kessel to go do this. Okay, cool. But if they're like, hey, we have to go do the Kessel run. <laughs> like, that's in. not how you do it. Yeah. Right? And they didn't really focus on it too no. much unless, until he was bragging at the end. Like, they weren't, they, you're right, they didn't frame it like when they were getting away. It's like, I'm going to do this in 12 parks, parts, you know, like that kind of thing. It's like, I, look, it's not super, it's not subtle. It's a prequel that's cashing in on an, an, a, an audience that's built in. They're going to do this stuff. But I think they did it in a really fun, I think it's, basically, I think this movie is the best it could have been. I just don't think it could have been like, realistically, I don't think this movie could have really been anything else. If um, they added lights in the first act, that would have been nice. You shut your Fucking mouth. feeling shut. around in the dark. Where is this? Oh, that's the dildo. Oh. Hi, <laughs> <Aye>, dildo. <laughs> um, one uh, prediction I had, and you have a recording of this somewhere, but because uh, we, we did it as a pre-sort of show roll thing and, and, and we cut it out of one of the episodes, but... I had said that I was excited about, you know, Chewbacca fucking up some and I also made a prediction that I thought that this was going to be the first Star Wars movie without any Jedi or a lightsaber in it. And literally right at the fucking end, of course, it happened and I'm like, "Ah, damn it, you were so close." Star Wars Solo story, whatever, story solo Star Wars War Star, whatever. You were so close, movie. You almost like completely uh you know washed your hands of the jedi you don't need the jedi to be be successful um but uh they shat all over that it would have been better if darth maul instead of lighting up his lightsaber if his new lightsaber came straight out of his middle finger and was like <laughs> fuck you <laughs> and then he just to me it. yeah um but before we get into that uh there was a couple of other things that i wanted to talk about um what terrace kasai 
<laughs> so uh, Kira like takes out a guard in a really funny way. She like jumps on him, he falls over, and her cape flies up, and like you know whatever. And she comes up, she's like, "Where did you learn that?" It's like, "Oh, it's you know, it's Terrace Kasai." And all I can think about is the angry video game nerd episode yeah. where he reviews the video game, the Masters of Terrace Kasai for the PlayStation, and he and that's when we all found out that there there is something called jizz. Jizz whalers and in, in Star Wars, yeah. which is a form of music, yeah, yeah, and a jizz whaler is someone who who uh, specializes in that type of music. So when they when the Terrace Kasai reference came out, I just I totally I totally loved it. And they pronounced it differently than yeah. your video game nerd. They like Terrace Kes- Kasi? 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 Kasi, yeah, or Terrace something. Kasai, so it yeah. took me a second. I was like Terrace Cat. <gasps> yeah, and then I think you and I looked at each yeah, other. Like, you hit me. Oh, yeah, like, oh, <laughs> like a aside, just whalers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, L three. Let's talk about L three for a second. I think uh, I think the Star Wars movies have been doing a good job introducing droid sidekicks in general. I think uh, although I'm not in love with BB eight, he's not. You know, like he's not. It's it's not awful. Uh, but the droid from. Um, Rogue One, I thought was pretty cool. I thought that was an interesting another like, take. Alan Tudyk performance. Yeah, an, ad- yeah. an Alan Tudyk performance. Yes, and this droid was also great. The whole emancipation thing she was going on, I thought that was great. It was fresh. It was new. And you know what? They didn't have to break off into a side story to tell this emancipation story. They integrated that whole thing, and her her motivation was all integrated into the story. You know, not like some other movies who have to talk about emancipation of alien horses, <clears throat> Last Jedi, who have to go, like, who have to sort of, like, they did this in a way, they did this in a way that was more, like, organic, and uh, she had a little story arc, and it paid off, and it was great. She was there, and she was gone, and um, it, it, I thought it was really well done. Also, visually, she was, like, I couldn't tell sometimes whether they had animatronic pieces or not. Like, looked very, very good, very convincing. Mm-hmm. My my issue with her was that it's an internal struggle with myself. So, when they first introduce her, she's essentially like arguing about this enslavement of um, the droids that droids. are fighting each other and stuff, and the robot. Oh yeah, yeah. Battle thing, Which right? oh, did you see Ron Howard's brother? Yeah, he's the old yeah, guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the old guy there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what his first name is. Um, but he's in all, I think he's in like all of Ron Howard's movies. Yeah, he always sh- puts him in similar kind of Sean like Gunn and his uh, and his brother. Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn, the uh, director of Guardians Galaxy. His no, brother. No, his James Gunn. Sorry, Sean Gunn's his, his brother. brother. James oh. Gunn's the director. Yeah, Apologies. yeah. yeah. Um, um, so also, Sam Raimi. Yeah, puts, he always uh, puts, puts his brother, brother in, 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 in all of his movies. And yeah. it, actually, his brother's pretty funny, so uh, I don't mind that at all. Um, so anyways, uh, th- my issue was at first, when they introduced her character, I'm like, good fucking God, is this going to be her the whole movie? And I was getting really annoyed. Really? Okay. I was. But the problem is, is that I couldn't hold on to that grudge because the payoff of her, like, go and free your brothers, and then whole, all the chaos <laughs> is going, and she's <laughs> like, I just freed everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was just like... That's All pretty, right, you're, I thought this was kind of funny. I that thought was that was pretty good. good. I, I like the whole thing about when she has that conversation with uh, Kira in the cockpit, talking about you know Lando yeah. and her. And her I, I like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I I thought it was fresh. It was different. That's and I think that's what for me this whole movie was it was very fresh, fresh for a Star Wars movie. Okay? Is that so a like, reference to Rotten Tomatoes? About it being fresh, certified fresh. 
I'm gonna fucking beat you to death with this fire poker. Do you want a beer? Yeah. Here you go. Hang on, wait. I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm not done. Fini- I got to pee. Should we take a break or should I just... Need, do we need a pee break? I think so. Child. All right, we're going to do a pee break and a uh, refill, and then we've... Uh, I don't know. We're 59 minutes in, man. Why 59? Don't we just, yeah. You want to wrap it up? We or can wrap we... it up soon. Yeah, I think all right. So. I Let's wrap it up in five it. minutes. I can hold it. Hold your bladder. Um, um, costuming. Okay. I and liked it a lot. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> I like the costumes. I like the way everyone looked. It comes back to some of the animatronics, but also the other marauding group. Uh, I can't remember what the lead they girl's good. name, like her yeah, mask, everything looked remember. great. Throwaway character name, but yeah. a powerful character. It was interesting yeah. the, the way that she kind of brought out, but you knew how bad Vaz was, or Dryden Vaz. Dryden, Dryden. What did um, you think of him? He was fucking great, man. I liked him. I love me some Paul Bettany. And He's my, great. My He's favorite great. thing about this villain is that he was imposing, but he wasn't the primary um focus like they're not trying to get away from him and yeah. he's not coming after them it's like oh shit we gotta we got we have to pay up to this guy otherwise he will come after us yes yeah. the threat of him was looming yeah. and when he was on the screen he was like a snake yeah like totally slithering around yeah, yeah. getting in close like ah you know i really like you but yeah. i'm gonna have to viciously murder you yeah like yeah. i'm sorry but betty like, did did a good job with what the material he had i think it's i think it's a, it's the kind of villain that is um that is, he's kind of one note, but Bettany did the be, did the best he could with that material. Agreed. And the good thing about a one note villain is let him be on the screen for one note. He had two scenes. Yeah, really, yeah, exactly. Right? There was a in small a- introduction of him in his party, but essentially it was the two scenes of him in his office. Right. And that fight scene at the end. Perfect. Yeah, liked it. I liked that it was close quarters. Yeah. I liked that it wasn't a whole bunch of blasters. There wasn't a lightsaber to be seen. Oh, yeah. And exactly. Kira doing what she did was somewhat... I mean... you think that the whole thing was calculated? I, I didn't quite understand, like, Kira's no, motivation. No, and that's I, kind I don't of think like it was one of the things I didn't, calculated. I didn't like about the movie is that the motivations are a little muddy. Like, her motivation... Her... She's... In terms of things I didn't like, I didn't really... Like, her character is just kind of there. Uh, I feel like... The Star Wars movies, if anything, these days have done a really good job of fleshing out their female characters. And this movie is, it's not bad what they do, but she's just kind of there. It's not up to par with, you know, what they've been doing in the other movies. She's just, she's a function of the plot, a function for Han. Um, And uh, I, I didn't really buy into her ambition where she ends up taking control of the uh, Red Dawn, Red Dawn? Yeah, I think it's Red Dawn. No, not Red Dawn. It's uh, it's something. A crimson. Crimson Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo. That's a uh, Dynamo. Dynamo. That's <laughs> um, an Iron Man character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Crimson Dawn. It's Crimson Dawn. You're right. Yeah, Crimson Dawn. Red Dawn. It's a fucking color. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, I, I, I think that she was very much struggling with who she has been her whole career or life. Yeah. Um, with her feelings, her old original feelings for Han, and then. At the very end, it just kind of kind of came to where there. I don't think it was a calculated move. Like this is her double cross. Like Beckett yeah. for sure, because she let them go. Yeah. So she wasn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And you're she right. didn't she throw under the bus. She threw Beckett under the bus. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. She, but uh, there was no mention of Han. So she's still deep down a yeah. good person. But she she wants the power. But she wants the power. Yeah. She's but like th- that's she's the part, too far gone. Yeah. But that's the part where the, I don't think they quite delivered on that nuance. And I think that's what makes her character for me a little flat. Like flat as in like she just has to do these things and then she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't 
Okay, I didn't get that nuance. That's because that's because you don't want to show her. I I mean, I, you don't want to tip your hand too early. You don't yeah. want to tip your hand, and honestly, it's not her movie. Like you don't need that's to see true. her struggling. That's Han's true. struggling enough as it. Not even struggling. Like he's going forward and with his ideals and his outlook on things. And things just keep getting in the fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like you got Beckett like, ah, don't trust anyone. And he's kind of a little happy-go-lucky. He kind of wants to trust everybody to some degree. Right. And then all of a sudden he's getting betrayed and things aren't working out for him. He loses his ship, technically, that he doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. Like the gambling Which thing. Which also was a great moment. That was a good moment. I love, anytime I see like a holdout, that's the device that they use up the sleeve. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. That's what it's called as a holdout. Anytime I see a holdout in a movie, I'm like, mm. And that's, <laughs> that's also what made me think of The Sting when I was watching yeah, this. Um, yeah. But anyways, like, uh, her character motivations were very ambiguous the whole film, and then it kind of came... Um, uh, essentially, the payoff was she is pretty bad deep down, but there's a glimmer of hope in her. Yeah, but I guess. I don't think we ever see her character again. In You mean in any other, like, like media? I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's, I'm interested to see what they what they do there. They're um, going to do something with Red Dawn and fucking Crimson Dawn. Maul. Or sorry, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, this ca- this cameo. Yeah. Actually, one last thing. Two 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 small points I wanted to make before we jump into the cameo. Um, speaking Wookiee didn't like that. No, I like. I, I didn't like him speaking Wookiee and then starting to talk English. I felt like the whole mystery of them understanding each other should just be a mystery. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, I'm thankful that they didn't do that for very long. It was yeah, just that he was initial doing that shock the whole movie factor. Out piss. Yeah, it's just that but initial shock. If you find out, yeah. How are you gonna? How are you gonna try and convince a three thousand pound? It's probably not three thousand pound. Three thousand pound monster yeah. to stop fucking hitting you today. Yeah, yeah. Right? So he had to do something. You got to do something that shocks him. He's like, holy shit! Wait, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's right. That would shock me. Like, if all of a sudden I'm in a fight with like a Japanese guy, and all of a sudden I'm like saying, speaking Japanese to him, he'd be like, "Who is this giant white man that is speaking Japanese to me?" All of a sudden, like, yeah. it'd be strange. Like, you yeah. pause yeah. and then think, like, "Wait a minute, this guy's got an idea." Yep. So, yeah. Um, I tentacle with your monster. Point. Tentacle monster in space. Cthulhu. Yeah, that I, was uh, my first thought. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed that. That was, that was, that was fun. That that moment there. I figure um, they give you a Cthulhu boner. You're a big fucking yeah, uh, yeah a Lovecraft fan. Lovecraftian. Um, I, yeah, no, I like that. I like that moment moment in space. The train sequence is absolutely the highlight of this movie. I, I really really enjoyed that. I agree. Um, um, although, uh, who's still building trains in this fucking? Yeah, I don't know. But they're cool age. trains. They're cool trains. It was a good train. Top ten. Was, that was some good train. It was um, a good train. Um. Running trains. Uh, we haven't really talked about uh, um, his his mentor uh, character. T- t- what's his name? Tobias. Beckett. Tobias Beckett. I don't know. Uh, so t- Tobias. Is um, that his actual first name? Yeah, I think so in the movie. It's Franklin. Franklin. Becker Beckett. His first name's Becker. That's too much. That's too much. Like the convenience store. Becker's Beckett. Can we just call him Beckett and move on? Okay, yeah. Thank so you. anyway, he um, he's just kind of there too. Uh, I think Woody Harrelson does the best he can with the role, and it, it's fine. But I don't. I think the fact that we haven't talked about it is that's, kind of like a kind of a statement saying that yeah, he's just there. He's a function of the plot. Although his double cross makes fucking zero sense to me. That's one of those things where I'm like, why? You could have just like walked away from everything and like gone on your gone your own way. Like, or he could be he thinks you're good dead. with a guy that's a good gravy train for him. Yeah, but he thinks you're and- dead. The whole thing was about getting out now because he was in debt. Right, so I thought that you know, like when you had a way out, he was going to tell him you're dead and no, you go I... off and learn to play the mandolin or whatever the fuck it is the instrument that you wanted to play. Uh, he might not you, but like Woody Harrelson. Yeah, 
No, character. I disagree with you 100%. Um, the I would have ran. I would have ran like a little bitch. Why would you run like a little bitch when you can double cross people and get three cuts of your share, or four cuts of your share? Because you one know what? Go? People who do that and then end pay up off all your debts. Dead, huh? People Why? who do that end up dead, and guess what? That's what happened to him. But him and Scarface were really good friends. Or they're maybe. not good friends. Well, they had a good. Him. They had a good working relationship as no, long as he didn't. delivered. As yeah. long as he delivered, and he del- he would have delivered if his bu- double cross worked, and he would have gotten all that all that I entire share. One hundred percent disagree with you. What the fuck are you talking you, about? You, that to- I would have walked the whole away time. From he's that. looking for that. Yeah, you would have walked away because yeah, you're a he big puss looking yeah. to get past all your debts. This man wanted to pay off his debts like a gentleman. Granted, he sacrificed everything. Everybody all, else. Everybody else. But he's still settling the debts that matter. Anyway, so he's shown, his character confuses me because he's shown as having a little bit of pathos being with Thandie Newton's character, like that, uh, who, who just, you know, just like his crew just kind of gets sacrificed X, X-Force kind of uh, style on that first train thing. And it, there's very little sort of emotional impact there. Uh, but they make you think that he has an emotional connection and then this double cross happens at the end, and I'm like, he didn't really mourn for her very much. It was all kind of like really fast and quick, fast and loose. Yeah. It's like, come on, we got to get this movie going. We can't spend too much time on this. So, um, you know, again, like, uh, you know, it's, it is a knock, and it's something I didn't really like, but didn't ruin the movie by any stretch. stretch. There was enough good things in this movie that that didn't really register. I mean, it's just another example of Woody Harrelson putting in a good performance. It's, it's, he, he fits in the plot very well and he's, he's Woody fucking Harrelson, man. Right. He's the, he's the shit. Right. And the last thing, the cameo. Yeah. So Kira, you know, kills boss man and, uh, confers with the leader of the Crimson Dawn. I really hope we're getting that right, by the way. It's close. It's, <laughs> we're going to be really stupid if it, if it wasn't. Um, and, the voice came on in the movie. I'm like, holy shit, there's no way. I actually recognized like, that voice. I was like, who could that be? There's only one person. And then it shows him, and it is, in fact, it's a holographic image of the leader who is Darth Maul. Crimson Dawn makes a lot of sense. The fact that he's red. Also, um, I was thinking about it later, and um, Paul Bettany's gangster character has a lot of similarities to Maul in that he's got these scars on his face and his eyes turn red. Like later, yeah, like they kind true. of started filling in. So I think he just some... smoked a whole lot of dope. Yeah, he just—he's high as fuck. Smoked a ton of weed. Um, yeah. So they have this scene. So how did you feel about this? Um, I, I mechanical just... legs and all, like the chicken legs and all. Yeah, yeah, mechanical legs and all. I was just kind of like, I, why? Okay, fine. So he's in it... the Clone Wars TV series. Yeah, he's which a I never saw. Pretty pom- prominent character in the last season or two. But I think gets, last two seasons. And and uh, buddy, I remember seeing the episode where uh, Obi Wan kills him. That's in Rebels. That's oh. the series after Clone Wars. Essentially, Is like it? I think oh, so. I haven't seen confused. it. So I ended up. This was ages ago, but at Comic Con they were selling a three pack of toys um, at the Hasbro booth, and it was. Older Obi Wan. No, actually, it was just two. It was two pack. It was uh, Darth Maul with his robot-y chicken legs, and ben- I thought it was just going to be half of Darth Maul. No, and he's half price. <laughs> half and, price Darth uh, Maul. <laughs> Sorry, you only get the top half. <laughs> Anyways, imagine you got the bottom half. You'd be, yeah, be the worst. Upset. Like, what am I going to do with these his legs? Um, and um, Owen. Owen. Um, Kenobi. Owen Lars. No, sorry, oh, not Kenobi. Uh, Owen. Uh, Skywalker, yeah, Owen yeah, Skywalker, yeah, yeah. right? 
Um, essentially, the story was that Mar- Maul comes down to Tatooine, and it's actually Owen that ends up killing him because he shoots him in the back or something like that. Or so oh, I, I thought it was, a, it was a lightsaber I, fight. I think that's some extended universe shit, but yeah. it, it was a lightsaber battle that apparently ended with Owen shooting him in the back or something. Oh, but okay. I, I might have gotten that all wrong. Anyway, I think he dies. He dies, yeah. In yeah. the recent stories, I think in Rebels, he actually gets killed by Obi-Wan instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, it, it's just a setup to that. I think that's all that, that that is. That's the only reason I see them bringing him in unless they just want to have that shock value yeah or I if think there really is a written rule saying we need a jedi or somebody dude i was they were doing so well and not only that i'm like okay broke the jedi rule which maybe like nobody mentioned jedi or anything and i thought that was i thought there was a good chance that we would not have any of that mentioned at all and then he comes in i'm like okay there's a jedi in the movie no big deal there won't be a lightsaber and for no good goddamn reason over the video chat he sparks his lightsaber. I'm like, no, god damn it! You were so close, movie, but he does it for no reason. That's that's like somebody like that has a gun in a holster, taking the gun out and being like, I have a gun, and then to up the ante, opens it with bullets. Yeah. Like, and this is like the holographic. You don't video. need to do that. The video. I know chat. you're a Jedi. Yeah, you don't like, have to be like. <laughs> yeah, I was just. I'm like that was just unnecessary. Yeah, I, I these know. Star Wars movies seems to seem all of them, all of the new ones seem to have, uh, or at least the Star Wars story offshoot movies have to have like a quota for, for having some CG cameo like Zombie Tarkin, from uh, Rogue One, and uh, you know where they brought him back totally CG, and then like Maz from like the Last Jedi who's totally CG and in a holographic image now. The whole movie is very sort of gritty and like it's got a lot of texture and it's got this real lived-in feel. And then you get Darth Maul, who is totally CG, by the way. He's not a real actor. I don't think it's... I think uh, it's Ray Park. I don't think it's Ray Park in costume at all. It didn't look like it. Anyway, I think it was just a CG recreation of Ray Park. And it gave that... that I got that old Star Warsy feeling back again. Where, I think you're you know, wrong, and only because I don't uh, think it was. He may have motion captured it, but it's a CG creation. I don't know about that. The only reason I'm saying that is because like he didn't look like Darth Maul from the first movie. If you were CG, you'd think he'd look very similar. He'd gained weight. He had a bit of a jowl. Like he was bigger than he was in like the the. They're actually gonna whatever the fuck Phantom they were, Menace. They were actually gonna uh, change his name to uh, Jowl Maul. No man, you've had you've had better jokes. I'm not giving you that. You don't even get a Jowl chuckle. Stop Jowl it! Mall. Stop it! <laughs> so overall, like I just I look at it as a ploy to set up another movie. Whether it's fuck, it, I mean, there's, there's the been chick- talk about Obi Wan movie for like forever, and maybe that's gonna be be a part of it. Might I, be. I uh, I was neither here nor there. I saw it. I'm like, oh, shock factor. It's there. Does it ruin the movie? Not in the slightest. No, not at all. Um, but it's kind of there. It does cheat. It just kind of cheapen things a little bit. It is. It it seems. It seems cheap. Maybe. Um, I seems can see a little that. cheap. But uh, but in the end, um, not not a not a sin that I really took to heart. So, right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think that's that's pretty much the one last point I wanted to mention. Please, Ron Howard. Uh, directed uh, Willow, and we just mentioned that Warwick Davis was in this film. He even has a he has a line, he has a speaking line. Um, but they also do this thing with the at the right at the beginning when they're chasing Han through the airport. They have these dogs that are chasing them, and uh, again, this is another Willow flashback because in Willow they have these giant rats 
like boar things that are chasing like the bad like the evil guys that are chasing the baby and what they did was they dressed up real dogs with these costumes around the dogs and like you know and when the dogs ran it looked real you huh. know it looked like like this like wolf rat thing that was chasing you they did exactly the same thing in this movie the dogs are dressed up it's so these these dogs these are these like these animals they're taking along are actually dogs in costume huh so and that's why they look real, you know. And uh, and every any other movie you would have watched, it would have done that in CG, right? But Ron Howard or the other two directors, maybe I don't know how much of this movie is theirs and how much is his. But this seems like something he would do because he's done it before, right? So I really like that callback. Like this movie is a real, like like lived in animatronic real feel they dressed up dogs for god's sakes mm. um very cool i very much like that so uh yeah so that was the last thing i had that's awesome yeah well, this has been whatever episode this is <laughs> i yeah, don't i've lost like 20 count. maybe 20 yeah. 20 21 yeah no i think it's 20 i think yeah. the last one was 19 so that would make this 20 if my arithmetic is uh, as top notch as i like to think it is yeah. um thank you very much for listening this has been justin this has been Othel. I might change my name you. tomorrow. Yeah, like, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, you never know right. what'll come tomorrow. That's right. Uh, no, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this has been Solo, and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day as you have completed <laughs> listening to... <laughs> guys, take Just care. Thanks. Peace. See you.